0: What's going on y'all welcome back to another episode of the earn your good day podcast where we have a fundamental belief that people are stronger more resilient and far more capable of things than they believe in or have ever been told are possible i'm your host the man the myth the legend in my mind one of the greatest to do it, or going to be the greatest to ever do it. Not there yet, but we're making our way. Zach Kanadi. Welcome to the show, y'all. Hope you're having a marvelous life. Hope you're kicking ass and taking names at it. And. I thank you very much for listening to the show. It has been almost a year of doing it, and it's been a crazy year at that. So, But before we get into today's episode, I do have a quick ask for y'all, and that is a simple one at that. It is, if you find something useful in today's episode, or something that provides value to your life, makes you think, gives you a different perspective i ask that you use it in your personal everyday life and if you think somebody else would benefit from it I ask that you share it with them so that they can also receive the benefits that you have received. That is my whole desire with this podcast, is to bring you guys value so that you can be a better person, a better version of yourself, and you can live the best life that you possibly can. Because I know all of us are capable of that, even if we don't think so now, or even if we've never done anything with our lives to this point. You are capable you are a beast you just have to awaken the beast inside of you so with that we're actually talking about one of the best ways to awaken the beast today and that is doing shit that scares you all right and this i think is probably the most important lesson i have learned and one i'm frankly trying to incorporate more into my life Uh, in fact i'm going to be doing that because after this video is uh, released in the morning I will be deleting my social media accounts for a little bit. Um, the reason I am scared to do that is because I'm afraid about missing out on things with my friends. I message several people every day about, you know, just sending back goofy memes. Uh, it adds fun and joy to my life and I, I enjoy it and I'm going to miss that. Like I'm afraid of what I'm going to miss, you know, the next, you know, the funny meme or, you know, the next big news drop. but. Frankly, I personally have not been putting as much time as I should and as I need to into my own goals and my own self-development and just where I want to go in life. And I kind of need that kick in the ass. And so I'm going to put my back up against the wall. So the only option I have is to move forward. And part of that is going to be deleting social media. So we're talking about shit that scares you. And I just told you the next thing I'm doing that's going to sca- that scares me so why is this so important why does doing scary things matter I just told you it puts your back up against a wall and it forces you to move forward okay and now yes sometimes some people will you know counter that and be like when I get scared I just freeze up I just freeze. well you're probably doing things a that are too far outside of your zone of ability and b you're probably doing things that you're You know, that are not actually beneficial for you. So, if you're putting yourself in a fight or you're doing uh, dumb things, uh, you know, that probably isn't going to be real great. So, what I'm saying when I do scary things, I mean, intentionally do things that scare you yet are going to grow you. So, don't go looking for a fist fight. If you want to learn how to fight, go to like an MMA or a boxing gym and actually learn how to fight. because when you get in a real fight or you get in a match with somebody, it is scary, right? Even if it's just a sparring match. Uh, But it's important. And let me tell you this, the scarier that thing is, the more you're going to grow as long as you keep doing it. Okay. Now you can do scary things one time and you'll still grow, right? And you can also do them many, many times and you'll grow exponentially more. But The reason doing scary things and things that scare you is so important is because that's actually probably the thing that's going to grow you more so than anything else, right? If you're and I think the growth is important because it's It's growth is about stretching our comfort zone. It's about trying new things and discovering new ability and what's guaranteed with it at some point is we're gonna fail We're going to fail. You're not going to be successful every single time. And honestly, why would you want to be? If if your goal is growth, you don't want success every single time. There's actually a metric out there as to how much you should succeed versus how much you should fail to get the most amount of progress. And that's actually, you should fail about 15% of the times you do something. So if that is... Doing a math problem. You should be successful 85% of the time and you should mess it up about 15% of the time. If that's asking out a cute girl, right? You should, you know, do that about 85% of the time. You should go up and do that and then you should approach a girl that is so far out of your league about 15% of the time that you chicken out or you make a fool of yourself, right? And here's why. Because failure. Is actually the best neurological signal for neuroplasticity and that is our bodies our nervous systems ability to change due to experiences right and the other crazy thing about life is that when we don't grow we actually die so you for just to stay the same you actually have to do things because if you don't your body will start to wither away and eventually you will die So that means to stay the exact same, you actually have to put in some effort. You have to put in effort to remain the same because everything else in the world is actually progressing. So if you're not progressing, if you're not putting in that minimal amount of effort, you're actually going to regress. So for you to stay on pace with the world, You have to regress, right? Financially, if you don't make a certain amount of money every month, you're going to lose more of it, right? Your bills are going to take more and more money. Your bank account is going to get lower and lower and lower and lower. If you're dealing with mental illness and you don't do certain things to keep you in at least a certain level of stability, your mental health is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Progress takes pressure And it takes effort. And usually that effort to actually progress forward, right, to make progress, to stay above zero is difficult. And a lot of times the areas we need to make the most progress in, where we're struggling the most, where we're held back the most, those are the things that scare us the most. If you're in a relationship and you haven't had this hard conversation yet and you know you have you're just kind of holding it off because you're like, ah, oh, maybe it'll just go under the rug Maybe maybe it'll do this. Maybe it'll do that and it'll just go away Let's be honest It won't right because then right and we all know that this is gonna happen You don't have that conversation, but you still have all those feelings of discomfort of anger of resentment of detest right of whatever And every time you don't say something or every time the opportunity presents itself and you just brush it off, it eats at you a little bit, right? It eats at you and then it becomes bigger and then it becomes bigger. And then all of a sudden, boom, you explode and you and your significant other have this massive fight and everything comes up. And now because this this thing that started maybe so small, it wasn't even that big to begin with, had... A massive impact and actually cause a lot more damage to your relationship than if you had just taken the time to do it in the first place or maybe you have an, an assignment at school and you've been putting it off and it's been just kind of building and building and building and building and building and then pretty soon now it just feels like this monumentous task or you're strapped for the deadline because it's tonight at 11 59 p.m. and it's you know 11 o'clock right now and it's a five-hour project and you have one hour and you know You fucked up and you know, you're not gonna get it done Right. In fact, I can actually tell you guys I had that experience this past week right in my program We have assignments and I've kind of just been putting them off for various reasons one We were told like ah, don't worry about it yet. Don't worry about it yet And I was like I knew in the back of my head. I was like, ah, I should probably do this I should just do this. I shouldn't put it off yet. You know, it's. I know it's gonna be big and it's gonna be a bitch, right? And it was. This last week was fucking ridiculous. I didn't sleep very much, um, and because of that, like my my getting stressed more. I'm getting more irritating. And today I kind of just felt like shit because I waited all week. Now I can also tell you, as soon as I finished each one of those assignments, I was like, dude, what the fuck? That was actually really easy. And it didn't take maybe about half an hour to an hour, right? Why didn't I just do that before? As soon as I slayed the dragon, I looked at it and it just became a little lizard. But beforehand, it was like this big, big, big dragon that was coming out of like these fairy tale movies, guarding the castle, blocking the princess. And then as soon as I slayed it, somehow magically it just shrunk to this little itty bitty about two inch long gecko that's what it is. That's what doing these scary things are. Or I also like, I think back, I was prepping for this and I thought back to like when I was a little kid, because I was really, I was a scared little kid. I don't know why I, but I had so much like fear as a little kid. Like I didn't want to do anything um, that was scary. Like I hated roller coasters. I hate spicy food. And it was simply because I just didn't know. I just didn't know. Like I was, went to daycare every day I had three meals a day like my mom picked me up and gave me a great big hug told me she loved me told me I was special and you know everything was great but I never it was I was always scared when I did things riding a bike was scary right going on roller coasters for the first time was hell going down a big water slide for the first time was terrifying because it went fast now it's like oh my god I don't know I've told that story. My dad just took me up and he basically fucking threw me down the slide. By the time I came down, I had a giant smile on my face. And I spent the next six hours going down that water slide nonstop. Same thing with roller coasters. I was at Valley Fair. If you guys know, if you're from Minnesota or you've ever been to Minnesota, Valley Fair is the amusement park that we have there. All around the other, all around the country, it's you know Six Flags you're in Indiana. It's a holiday. It's whatever holiday it is. Like Holiday Park, and this this amusement park. And before before that, I think I was—I don't remember how old I was. I was about eight. Um, I was with my dad and my stepmom at the time, and where this roller coaster is called. And my dad wanted to go on the corkscrew. My dad's a big roller coaster nut, and he always starts. what well, has gone now, but every time we'd go to Valley Fair, he started with the exact same one. It's called the Enterprise, and it was this big. Spinny one, and there's actually no seat belts on it. You were locked in this cage, and it spun and it started spinning horizontal. And then the arm where all these cages were that you kind of sat in would slowly go up until it was straight up in the air. And you're spinning up and you're spinning in a circle that's perpendicular to the ground. And you're probably at the top, I don't know, like 55 60 feet in the air. I was fucking petrified of that ride. Because it was so big and it moved so fast and there was no seat belts. So I was like, how the hell can this be safe? How the hell can this be safe? But one day, I was like, I don't know if I was just feeling a little courageous or what, but I decided to go on it. I sat on it with my dad and I was super fucking nervous. I was super nervous about it. Like, cause there was no seats. I was like, I can just fly in here. Like, we're gonna go crazy. I didn't understand the concept of it. it was centripetal force. Like, when you spin, it's just gonna press you against the bottom of it. And you know, like the thing's been running for years, so it's not gonna break, right? And I watched my dad go on it year after year, time after time. I never got on it. I was just always too scared. But this day, I went on it, and I was scared, and I was really scared. I was looking at my dad. I was like, Dad, like, are we gonna be okay? And he's like, Zach calm down he's like just come here hang on to me i was like i'll he's like i got you grab the cage like you'll be just fine and when we started up we started to spin i was i was getting nervous and it started to go faster and then i started i was like oh i'm okay i'm it's not that bad And, and then i started to be like oh wait actually this is pretty fun this is super cool and then we started to move, and I was like, oh, what's going on? And because I thought it was exciting at that point, I was now excited about it. I was having fun, and by the time we got up to where it was going up and down, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're back down, and the ride's done. And I look at my dad, and I have this ear. I can remember feeling, I don't, I, obviously, I don't know what I looked like, but I remember feeling this smile, and it was just. <laughs> It was one of those like cheek to cheek smiles, right? And you're like, yes, yes, oh my God, yes, like this is it. And like, it was so much. And I was like, Dad, we got going again. We got going again. I didn't want to stop. I was like, Can we just like stay here? And he's like, No, we got to go back in line and do So we did. We probably wrote it like 10, 15, or 20 times. It was crazy. And we got there early that day. So the next thing, we get in line and my dad. Uh, goes in, and he's like, Alright, like this is the next cool roller coaster we should go in. It's called the corkscrew. As you guys can imagine, it does a bunch of flips and twists and ironic unironically corkscrews. And I was petrified because this thing was way bigger than what the Enterprise was. Like I'm talking, it was way bigger. It was doing like flips and all this wild shit. And I was like, Dad, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I was well, I actually, I, I didn't say that because now I thought I was tough. So I was trying to hold it, but I was fucking nervous. I was trying to hold it in. I was trying to look cool, you know, because like I wanted to impress my dad. I wanted to be the tough kid. What every little boy dreams about is being like that cool, tough guy, you know, who's not afraid of anything. He wants to be a superhero. That's why I wanted to be. And it, for me, being a superhero was going on this freaking roller coaster. And I did. I mean, before I was going on, this thing was big. It's loud. It rattles. Like your head hits the seats. You're like, oh, oh, oh. Like, honestly, I'm surprised nobody's gotten a concussion on it, to be completely honest. And the thing only lasts about 30, 30 to 45 seconds. It's fucking quick. But you had this big, this big hill that you went up. And you know how big roller coasters are. You can hear all the gears turning. It's this loud, like, metallic clicking noise. And, like, yes, like, you're strapped in like nobody's freaking business, like a freaking BDSM scene. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a horrible joke. Uh, it was funny, though. It works. And you're strapped into this thing, and, like, you're going, and, like, this thing starts rattling in. And we come over this first hill, I just remember... My heart is freaking thumping out of my chest, like you know, like where you can feel your pulse in your face. Like your heart is beating that hard. That's what this roller coaster was. My breathing's going hard, and I'm like freaking out. I'm like I got white knuckles just gripping this thing, and I'm squeezing it so hard. I'm like, I'm never gonna fly out of this thing. I'm not gonna die today. I'm not gonna die. And then we go, and like I'm so freaked out, I don't even scream going down the going down the first chute. And then all of a sudden I come down and I'm just hanging on for dear life. I'm like, oh, boom. we're done. We're back at the station. And I turn and I'm like, look, I'm like, check. him. Like, I'm alive. I'm alive. I just did that. I just did that. Oh, my God. This is so fucking cool. I just did that. I just did that. I was like, Dad, we got to go on this again. So we went on it like, again, you know, 10, 20 times. And I was like, all right. And I was like, I probably got a little concussion that day because this thing, like I'm talking, you got about two inches, unless you got a massive fucking head, like one of those melon heads. You got about like two inches, and this thing is so rattly. I don't know what it is about the corkscrew. It's just so rattly. You're going, it's like, but every time. Now, the second time, that second time I went on it, we were—I scream my ass off, and it wasn't like a scared scream. It was like, Woo! "Oh my God, yes, yes, yes!" Yeah! We went on again, and we went on the next big ride. We went on the Wild Thing, and the Wild Thing is huge. It's like two hundred feet in the air for the first big hill that you go on. And then I remember the another one that was even more terrifying. I had the exact same experience. Is the Power Tower? And now again, like I told you, I was a wuss. So I was. And there's two versions of the power tower. There's first one that you go up slow, and it's just as high as the wild thing, and then you sit up there, and it drops you all the way down. Or there's the mild thing version of it, and it's where you sit up there. It's the same tower. There's three of them. Two that lift you up and drop you down, and then there's one where it. Goes and you can go up just a little bit and then it shoots you up in the air really, really, really fast, and you just kind of fly full out down. So obviously being the scared little kid I was, that's the one that we did first. And we went up and it was fun. We went on it once, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like you could see something like really far, and like the drop feeling you get was pretty cool. But then I was like, okay. I kind of had some momentum going at this point. I'm still right, like guys, I'm still scared, but Every time I'm overcoming each one of these rides Each one of these roller coasters and we're getting like bigger and bigger and bigger as we go in the park I'm getting a little bit more confidence. I'm like, okay. I did the last one Did it so I was like I was like ready. I was like, oh, it's not really not scary anymore And the fear is part of the fun, right? But so I kept moving on and now we're in the power tower and this thing I don't know. Ever, still to this day, I get I still get the exact same feeling going on this ride. I this is probably 12 years ago. I was probably like 10 or 12 years old, right? I still get the exact same feeling going on this ride every single time. Every single time I go to Valley Fair, I have to ride all the big rides now. And every single time I go on the Power Tower, I get the exact same feeling cuz when you go up at the top, it holds you up there like you're sitting, it's probably like a good 30 seconds to a minute and you don't know when it's going to drop, okay? And here's like the worst part is the worst part honestly isn't even the ride. It's not even the drop. It's the anticipation for the drop because like when you're in line, what are you going to do, right? Like sure, you're going to talk to people, but obviously like, you're sizing up this ride. You're sizing up the roller coaster and you're like, okay, oh, yeah, like these people look pretty good and every single time they go up, they shoot up, and it goes up slow, and goes up slow, and so you can kind of see, and, you know, obviously, like, you do the thing that everybody tells you not to do, which is look down, everybody's like, yeah, don't, just don't look down, you'll be fine, it doesn't look that bad if you just look up, it looks like a pretty view that you see in the pictures, and, you know, you can see for miles, and it's kind of cool, and then you're like, oh, yeah, this ain't so bad, uh, you're sizing up the roller coaster, and you, Every time people would go up and come down, and it's just these blood curdling screams, ah! and they fade, and you see the next group, and you're going up, and ah! and they're dropping, and it's like a 200 foot drop, so you got some freaking air time, and when you're in this thing, you don't feel your butt on your seat, you feel the shoulder strap on your shoulders, okay, like you're literally floating. The thing falls faster than you could. It's insane. It's a lot of fucking fun, but it's insane. And so me and my dad finally get up on there. My stepmom, I don't think she was on there because I think she was scared or she was feeling queasy or whatever. She just didn't go on it with us the first time. So me and my dad are up there. My dad's kind of an asshole this way. Uh, (laughs) So we get up there and he's He's like a little freaking kid. Roller coasters are probably like the one time he smiles the most. Because he's just like, "Ah, yes, yes. This is good. Finally, no more bullshit. We get to have fun. (laughs) So and he is being a dick and he's counting down. He's like, all right. Exactly, right? He's like, I'm going to count down. I was like, don't you fucking do that, dad. Because I know. I know. It's not the actual drop that I'm scared. It's because I don't know when the drop is going to be. It's the uncertainty Right? It's the unknown that terrifies all of us. And he's going down. And he's like, all right, I'm going to count down from 10. He goes, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Nothing. We don't drop it. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. He's like, all right, let's do it again. He's like, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, three two one nothing and I'm like home oh, because I know I like, I know the longer we freaking wait the sooner it's gonna like it's gonna it's bound to happen any second now okay and he's like all right all right he's like okay this time it's gonna happen all right he's like so he starts counting down again ten nine eight seven six five and gets to five and I'm just like, Oh, dear Lord, have mercy on my soul. Like I'm, again, I got freaking white knuckles. And if I was scared for the Enterprise or the corkscrew or the wild thing, I was infinitely more scared at this moment because the anticipation that had been built up was so much I was about to explode. Like I could feel the pressure in my chest was getting just bigger by the moment. And he goes four, three, two, boom, and we just drop out of nowhere, out of freaking nowhere. And I'm hanging on for dear life, and I'm like, Aah. and again, we get to the bottom, and it's over. And then it shoots us back up again. And I'm just looking up and I'm like, I let go of the, you know, like the handholds that are on the seat. And I'm just like, again, I have this feeling of like, I just did this. I just did this. I'm a fucking superhero. Okay. I I conquered my demons. I beat my fear because I didn't let it stop me. And we went again. And again, and again, and the whole time, I had this giant smile plastered on my face. The second time we went on the Power Tower, I actually screamed, and it was a scream of fun because I knew I was like, you know what? I want to have more fun, and being and screaming on this ride is going to be more fun because I'm going to let it loose. I'm going to be like, ah, woo, ah. it's going to be more fun. Than if I just hold it in, because when I hold it in and I was just gripping there, I was like, that's when it's scary. That's when there's the fear. But letting it go and just being in that moment and having those feelings is the fun part. And in one day, one simple day that started with one decision to do something that scared me, I overcame my fear of roller coasters a single day that started with one decision. I didn't stop at one roller coaster. I ran every single roller coaster in Valley Fair. There is not a ride in there. There's not a big ride in there that I have not done, unless they have built another one because I haven't been there in a couple years. There is not a ride in there that I have not done. All because I decided to get on the Enterprise and do something that scared me. And now, roller coasters are a blast. I'm now like my dad. I look like a freaking kid in candy shop on Christmas Eve waiting for the presents to open up. I got this big smile plastered on my face. I'm having fun and I want to do it a trillion times. And I want everybody else who's with me to have those exact same feelings. I want them to be fucking petrified before we go. And then I want them to experience a drop. And I want them to feel like a fucking superhero once they get over the drop. Because that feeling of a superhero is so damn cool that it trumps the fear that you felt beforehand. Tell me, think of a time in your own life where you've done something scary. And think of a time in your life where you didn't do that thing for however long it was because you were scared to do it, because you thought you were going to fail, or because you thought you were not good enough, or because you just didn't know, right? Speaking in front of people, And also, I want you to think about about a time where you overcame that fear. You had some courage, you had some bravery, and you acted in spite of that fear. And tell me how good did you feel when you overcame that fear or when you didn't let that fear stop you? That's actually the crazy thing, though, is because... The fear doesn't go away, right? Like when you're when we're courageous, because that's what that feeling is, right? Like that feeling of overcoming the fear is actually a feeling of courage. It's not of, oh I'm not scared anymore. And sure, if you do the exact same thing and you never like get to that next level, yes, you that fear of eventually will diminish. Right. Like sad thing, I actually don't ride the wild thing anymore. Because I don't get that drop in my stomach, I don't know what it is, but every time, and I try to go on every other time. And usually, if I go on, it's because the people I'm with want to go on. And it's so like, yeah, dude, we gotta go on the wild thing because it's it's like the biggest ride there in terms of height. You know, it's like one of the main attractions. My favorite ride there is the Renegade uh, because it's like this old wooden. It's not old. It's actually fairly new. Uh, it's this wooden roller coaster, like old style. There's no shoulder strap. It's just a lap. Uh, thing like the bar comes down and presses on your lap, but the thing goes wicked fast. You make all these crazy turns, and it is the best adrenaline rush that y- that um, excuse me Valley Fair has to offer, and it is great. But that feeling of overcoming it is courage. Now we have to ask ourselves, what is courage? Courage is acting in spite of your fears. Courage, having courage does not mean you're not afraid. In fact, if you're not afraid, you cannot have courage. They're opposite sides of the same coin. Okay, so every time we have courage, every time we see a firefighter go into a burning building, or we see a soldier run into battle, or we see a police officer take down a bad guy, or collect, um, excuse me, collect, <laughs> protect people, right? And every time we see somebody do something, every time we ask out that cute person, and we talk to our boss, or we advocate for ourselves, or we even go in and we face our own inner demons, we are still scared. That feeling of fear is actually a prerequisite in order for us to have courage. And courage is a virtuous thing, right? Think about all the great people. In society, all the great historians—Harriet Tubman, Abraham Lincoln, right, Martin Luther King, George Washington—people um, at the Boston Tea Party, every single protester over the last year who's fighting for better social conditions, right, race equality—all these things, having courage to go to those places or having courage to own your opinions requires fear in the first place If we're not scared we can't be courageous And I think all of us who want that super super uh hero feeling We have to be that means we want courage Okay, so think about this every single time superman goes and stops a train or he picks up a car or he you know picks up a flying, you know a falling. uh Woman, I forget the lady in superheroes comics, Superman's comics, but whatever. Lois Lane, I think. Yes, Lois Lane. To be courageous, you have to have fear. All right? And don't we all want to be courageous people? Don't we all want to be known as somebody who doesn't shy away from something? Wouldn't it be great if you could actually conquer the thing that terrifies you right now? How much better would you feel about yourself if you stopped letting that fear dictate your life? How much better would you feel about yourself if you had that conversation with your boss that hey, I feel like I'm contributing a lot to this company. I show up on time or early every day. I teach my coworkers. I support my coworkers. And I would like a raise. Or talking about your partner after a fight or you know they did something that hurt you and you saying, you know, hey, that what you did there Actually, it hurt me. It really made me feel like less than it made me feel like I wasn't enough and I just I need to let you know that that hurt me and I want to talk about it so that we can grow together and it doesn't happen again, you know, or most people, especially my age, it seems everybody's got anxiety or depression or paranoia or OCD or something all of those stem from having demons of some sort or they all cause demons. But how great would it be if you felt strong enough to face those demons head on? How proud of yourself would it be if you were strong enough to face your demons? If when you... If when you go to sleep at night, those thoughts that haunt you didn't haunt you, or you were willing to actually face them and find the source of it so that you can get over them and you don't have to let them haunt you anymore, how happy would you feel if you did that for yourself? The thing I am most proud of myself for doing is beating my anxiety. There's nothing I am more proud of myself for doing than that. Because I would walk around, go to class, study, talk to my friends, all while having panic attacks. I felt like a prisoner in my own mind. And I would lash out and I would beat the fuck out of my pillow and my bed. In fact, I'd broken my hand twice because of it. Because I was... Too afraid to face the demons in my head and in my heart. No more. I have not had a panic attack in probably two years, going on three years. And I would have them every single day at one point, even multiple times a day. And I beat it. I beat my anxiety. Because I went through all the pain, all the fear, and I faced my demons. I had courage. And I can say to you today, I am proud of the man I am becoming. I am proud of who Zach Canadi is. I do not view myself as a scared little kid who couldn't ride roller coasters. Or who, when he was even younger, couldn't spend the night at his friend's house because he wasn't with his mommy. I am not that person anymore. That person is dead and gone. Does that mean I don't get anxiety anymore? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not it doesn't. I still get anxious. I still get anxious. I still get nervous to do things. Going into the hospital and talking to clients or patients that and essentially knowing that the thing, the disease that is keeping them in the hospital or put them in the hospital is their fault and that I have to figure out a way to tell them that without beating them down and I have to figure out a way to help them is not easy. Telling people that they are their biggest enemy and that they are their biggest source of suffering is not an easy thing. It is hard because you don't know how that person is going to react. You don't know if they're going to hate you. You don't know if they're going to be, never want to talk to you again. And you also don't know if they're actually going to take that, absorb it, and realize it that because they are their biggest source, that they can also do something about it. They can, You can do something about it. If you are your biggest enemy, that means you alone hold the power to do it. You alone hold the power to be the hero of your story and not the enemy in your story. You can face your shadows. In fact, the reason you have shadows and the darker they are means there's a bright light shining behind you. You just have to realize that you've been stuck staring at your shadows for too damn long, and you need to turn around and face the light. The darker your shadows are, the darker your demons are, means the brighter the light is behind you. The brighter the light is when you actually look the shadow in the face and say, You do not define me. And you turn to the light to look for improvement. You have that strength. You have that power. And the sick thing about fear is that it convinces you that you don't. It convinces you that you're not strong enough. It convinces you that you're too weak. It convinces you that you're not good enough and that you never will be and that everything you do results in a failure. You are not a failure. And failure means first attempt in learning under realistic expectations. So if you have failed at something, it simply means you haven't tried enough. It simply means that the thing you have done has a lesson to teach you. That failing is actually a good thing if you're willing to see it as such. Because every single time we fail... We can look at it and analyze it and figure out why we failed. And then we can go at it again more prepared, stronger, smarter, faster, and bigger and better than we did before. And now even if we fail again, we failed forward because we tried again. And you can feel proud of yourself because most people are too afraid to try in the first place. Most people my age who have mental illness are too fucking afraid to face their demons, and that's what keeps them imprisoned in their own mind. Your fear is what's your bondage. Your fear are the handcuffs that keep you chained to the bed so that you can't go see the sunrise. You can't go see the flowers. You can't go see your friends. You can't see how awesome you are, how beautiful and amazing you are because your fear has convinced you that you're not enough, that you're weak, that you're small, that you're insignificant, that nobody cares about you. It's not true. You simply must decide to take one small step in the direction of courage. One step is all it takes. One step. Because that one step will show you that this step is possible. And if one step is possible, that means two steps are possible. And if two steps are possible, that means you can take two or three steps in a row. And then once you realize that, you you realize that you can walk. And once you start walking, you're like, oh, damn, maybe I can go a little faster. Maybe I can jog. And when you start jogging, you say, you know, I actually feel pretty good. Maybe I can run. And then maybe I can sprint. And before you know it... You're free. Before you know it, you're proud of yourself. Before you know it, you don't get pang attacks every day. Before you know it, you can sleep through the night without having night terrors. Before you know it, you no longer have thoughts of suicide or those seem like memories of the past. Those are thoughts of another person. To die is gain. What does that even mean? That means to, to gain the old you has to die every single person every single time we grow part of us dies think of a snake shedding its skin right for a snake to grow it must shed its skin that skin is too small crabs do this spiders do this they have an infinite li- life span they don't we don't know how old snakes or spiders or crabs can get right because Every single time they shed skin, they get bigger. So it's usually, it could be that something kills them. It could be that they can't find food. You know, it could be a number of reasons that they die. But the growth happens every time they shed their old self. To die is to gain. And death is painful. Death is scary. Is it not? Is that not why funerals are so hard? Because we ask ourselves, what am I going to do without this person? Where is their soul going? Are they going to heaven or hell? Are they going to a better place? We all act and hope and pray like they are. But do does anybody really know? Does anybody really know what happens after somebody dies? No. And that's part of what's so hard about funerals, right? Because they died, they're gone, and we don't know what's going to happen. But you know what we can gain from that experience? Because we can actually become better people by changing our lives, by living out their memory, What would that person want for you? Would they want you to live in fear? Or would they want you to go and face your fears? It's painful. That's okay. It's scary. That's okay. You don't know if you're going to win. That's okay. You might not win, but you're damn sure guaranteed to lose if you don't even try. Life is damn sure guaranteed to get worse if you don't put some effort in. That's the only guarantee you have. Success is not guaranteed. But the pain and the loss uh, at some point is. Especially if you don't try. Especially if you don't go in. So why not go all in? Why not try? Why not ask out that hot girl? Why not ask for that promotion? Why not go search for your dream job? Why not move to your dream state? Why not become the best version of you? Because if you don't even try, what's going to end up happening is you're probably going to become closer to the worst version of you. You're going to become a worse human and you're going to know that you gave up on your dreams. You're going to know that you didn't put in the effort to be better. You're going to know that you could have at least done something and that there's a chance it might have worked out. Gary Vee said this. He said he goes and he talks to old people in nursing homes and he asks them what they regret. He asks them what they regret. And these people are people who are dying, right? Like they're going to die soon. They're 80, 90, and they're probably sick. And they know they're going to die soon. Their family knows they're going to die soon. And what becomes evidently important to them? The things that they can do right now. Why are old people so sweet most of the time? Because they know they don't have much time left. So they want to savor the good. Right? Isn't it easier to be a cynic and grumpy and mad at the world? Isn't that the easy route? Right? Isn't the easy route to cower and to be fearful and to never do anything of substance, to never do anything that you're proud of? Who cares when anybody else says? If they don't like it, fuck them. Fuck them. Seriously. It's your life. Are you going to sit there and are you going to let yourself be the reason why you're not proud of yourself? Are you going to let yourself be the reason why you continue to struggle with mental illness, why you continue to have debilitating anxiety and depression where you can't get out of bed? You can't work and you can't go see your friends because your demons are beating your ass too much? Are you going to be the reason why you grow up and you're 60 years old and you're always asking yourself this question? Man, what if I tried? Man, what if I asked out that girl? Every single regret I have in my life, and I'm only 24 years old, every single regret I have is because I either didn't try or I didn't work harder or I didn't stick it out. Every single one. I regret not sticking out in my master's program because I could have a master's degree. And what really kicks me now is that I actually had the fucking grades to get into the program after... I decided to drop out of it because I was afraid it was too much. I was afraid I wasn't going to be able to handle it. I could have a ma- I could have two master's degrees right now if I'd stuck it out, right? When I did the 38 miles in there, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it because my back hurt, my feet hurt, I was fucking hungry, I... My cousin and I had gone that we'd almost gone lost earlier. Right? I was afraid. And yet I kept putting one foot in front of the other and I made it. And it's one of the things I am most proud of myself for doing. Right? Moving out of state and not being at home has been scary. Because I didn't. I moved to Indianapolis. Didn't have any friends. I was going to know one person who I hardly ever see, right? And we're really not even good friends. It was a whole new city. I wasn't going to be able to work. And I didn't know if it was going to go good. I didn't know if this program was going to go well. I had hopes, right? It was scary. It hasn't been the easiest year, semester. Am I happy I did it? I'm happy at the part of me that's grown, I'm happy at the growth that it's producing because I know the hardship and the annoyances and the difficulties I'm going through right now and the things that I'm doing that are scaring me right now are going to produce a better, more competent, more confident version of myself. I know I'm going to be proud of myself. And isn't that really something we all want? To be proud of ourselves? We all want to be happy at the end of the day, look in the mirror. And smile at the person we're looking at. We do that by doing scary things. So, I want you guys to do something scary this week. Um, hell, do something scary the day you hear this. And go on and get better. Now, every episode, we do have a recipe and sometimes being healthy can be scary. Why? Because it's a lot of work, and what if we don't get right? And what if we fail, or what if we mess up a day? That's okay, right? Also, a lot of people have fear of you know eating healthier because they feel that they can't go out with their friends. They can't go out to restaurants. They can never have dessert again. All of those are false. You can. You can go out to restaurants, but it takes the discipline and the self-awareness and the drive and frankly the courage to choose healthier options than not so i'm going to give you guys another one this is part of the me trying to add more value i've been adding this last couple weeks i actually really like it i've had a couple people comment on it it makes me proud and i know this one is actually a shout out to my boy murphy um yeah, I know one of his things that brings him the most joy, he's an artist. Actually, you guys should go check him out on Instagram. And he has an Etsy store. underscore D on Instagram. His artist name is murph.d. Uh, dude does painting, drawing. He, lately, he's been kicking ass at digital work. He does cover art, all these things. So if you guys are looking for anything art-related, he actually designed the logo for my personal training brand, Psyched Up Fitness. And I'm eternally grateful to the dude. So Murf, And Murphy gave me this recipe. So shout out to Murph. Go check him out, y'all. And it, it's an arugula uh, turkey wrap. We're using ground turkey. So here's what we're going to do. We got whole wheat wraps because they're a little bit stretchier. We got red onion, poblano peppers, mozzarella cheese, arugula, ground turkey, taco seasoning, lime juice, ai- uh, aioli, and olive oil. If you want, I don't know if this is in the recipe, so Murph, I apologize if it's not, but we got barbecue sauce. Alright, so what we're going to do is we're going to cook up that ground turkey. Um, Honestly, if you make this for a meal, I just cook up a pound. You probably get about four ounces in a serving. Alright, cook that motherfucker up. Go add them taco seasonings. Alright, get it tasting nice and delicious. And then what I would suggest, especially if you get. The standard uh, tortilla wraps. Throw that bitch in the microwave for about 10 seconds before you uh, put everything on it. And because it's going to get a little stretchier, it's not going to rip as easy, and you're actually going to be able to roll it better. So uh, we're going to take the the whole wheat wrap. And we're going to put that turkey on. And we're going to put our red peppers on, our red onions on, those poblano peppers, the mozzarella cheese, uh, the arugula, the lime juice, and we're going to top it with a little aioli and just a tiny drizzle of olive oil this is a great one if you're a foodie go get out and get those flavored artisan olive oils they are delicious they make tons of flavors of them i would highly suggest also olive oil is heart healthy heart healthy is a good thing to have because your thumper is what keeps you alive and then now roll that mug up and you go munch it it is delicious Now, I will say arugula can be hard to find, so an easy substitute for that is uh, spring mix at the grocery store, so all those different ones. It is a little bit bitter, and that's part of the reason why. It actually adds a little bit of punch to this, same with the onion, Um, but this wrap is quite delicious. Uh, They do sell aioli, so you don't have to make it, but if you're a chef or you wanna impress a lady friend or a guy friend, You know, there's some easy recipes on how to whip up aiolis online. So that is the show, y'all. Do scary things because you're going to grow. And frankly, you want to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and be proud of yourself. Okay, and by doing that, we have to do things that give us the option to be courageous because that is what it takes to do scary things is courage. And courage is one of the greatest virtues out there. So with that, guys. Go do something scary this week the day you do it. I'm turning off social media for a while um, so that I can – it's a little scary, but I'm excited to do it. If you found anything useful in this podcast, please use it in your everyday life. Share it with somebody if you think it would be useful for them. Most importantly though, go out, kick ass, and earn a good freaking day.